Chapter 9 of Innocencia, A Story of the Prairie Regions of Brazil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Piotr Nater. Innocencia, A Story of the Prairie Regions of Brazil, by the Viscount of Taunay. Translated by James William Wells. The Remedy. Innocencia was already awake when Sirino entered her room. The father seated himself by the head of the bed, while at his feet Tico, the dwarf, reclined on the skin of a huge jaguar. Well, inquired the doctor as he felt the pulse of the invalid, how do you feel now? Better, she responded. Very well, it is very satisfactory that the donna is so tranquil. This ague is nothing at all when it is attacked early, and has had no time to affect the blood, but when it gets a good hold of one, not even the demonio himself can do anything with it. Where is the coffee? It will be here directly, replied Pereira. Stay, I will go and fetch it myself. That Maria Conga is quite turning into a sloth. Come and sit here, and wait for me an instant. Rising from the stool, and before leaving the room, he made Serena occupy the vacant seat. The young man thus again found himself placed by the side of the young woman, on whose delicate features the flickering rays of the candle shed a soft light. The doctor contemplated his patient with an expression so evidently charged with tender admiration, and even rapture, that the restless eyes of the dwarf sparkled even in the obscurity with a truly malevolent gleam. The head of Innocencia reposed on the pillow, and to still the heart's flutter that she experienced on finding herself the object of such close observation, she feigned to sleep. The beautiful eyelids, at least, were closed, but her heart beat tumultuously, and occasionally a slight rosy blush would momentarily replace the pallor of her face. Pereira yet delayed, and Sirino, with fixed gaze and a meditative physiognomy somewhat pale, betraying his inward commotion, ceased not to feast his eyes in admiration of the beauty of his new patient once she half opened her eyes and shyly threw a glance which encountered that of the youth a rapid instantaneous glance that penetrated to her heart and caused a tremor to thrill the beauteous form without knowing why or wherefore her lips trembled and she shivered as though a cold rigor had seized her have you fever inquired Serino in a low voice i don't know she responded let me examine the pulse and taking her hand as he leaned over her he tenderly pressed it in his own and retained it there in spite of the faint efforts she occasionally made to withdraw it pereira now entered innocencia quickly closed her eyes and sirino hastily regaining his former position pressed a finger to his lips to indicate silence hush she's sleeping he whispered dear dear replied pereira in the same low tone that stupid maria conga upset the coffee-pot and another lot had to be made did i delay very long no responded sirino in all sincerity but now observed pereira we must wake up the little one there is no alternative but to do so the father approached the bedside and called softly nocencia nocencia as she did not reply, he gently shook her shoulder until she opened her eyes with a startled glance. Ah, pray, what a sleep, remarked the kind old man. It was only an instant ago that I left her. Vamos, Nocencia, it is time for the medicine. Sirino mixed the quinine in the coffee. 
Look, Donna, I want you to take this all at once, and then have some sweet limes. Is it then very nasty? she somewhat petulantly inquired. It is bitter, but in an instant the taste will pass away. Papa, objected the young girl, I don't want it, I don't want it. Now, my own little darling, do not be afraid. You know it has to be. Tomorrow you will be all right. Won't she, doctor? Certainly, if she takes the medicine. And when I go to the town, I will bring you something pretty, some jewelry. There, do you hear that, eh? Nyor Sim. Go, Tico, added the Mineiro, turning to the dwarf. Go quickly and fetch a sweet lime. There in the kitchen are some already peeled. Now take this, Donna implored Cirino in his turn, as he held the cup to the lips of his beautiful patient. She raised her eyes appealingly to him, but resolutely grasping the cup, she swallowed the nauseous draught at a gulp, gave a shudder of disgust, and sought relief in the delicate flavor of the prescribed fruit. "'There now!' exclaimed Pereira. "'The fear was worse than the reality. You took the dose in a twinkling.' Tomorrow morning, or, better still, at daybreak, she must have another dose, and then the donna can get up. Yet another? protested Innocencia with a gesture of petulance. Yes, donna, it is absolutely necessary, replied the amorous doctor, softening, by a tender inflection of his voice, the severity of the prescription. Certainly it is, corroborated Pereira. Afterwards, the donna must refrain from any fresh meat for a whole month, neither take any milk, green vegetables, eggs, or maize flour. She must partake only of thoroughly cured, sun-dried beef, and rice with very little salt, and above all, take coffee with only a little sugar in it. Note, this regime for fever convalescence is religiously observed throughout the Sertão of Brazil. End of note. These instructions, added Pereira, must be followed with the greatest attention. Now I hope you will sleep well, and do not be frightened if you feel a singing in your ears, or even become a little deaf, for that is only the effect of the medicine, and it is a good sign. These doctors know everything, murmured Pereira, as he hastily crossed himself. Serino, before retiring from the room, on the plea of once more examining the pulse of his patient, failed not to take her hand in his, and grasp it with a tender pressure. A sound man, he entered the room to cure an invalid, but he left it with the newly acquired infirmity of love-sickness. When he returned to the guest's room, he sought sleep in vain, and tossed restlessly on his hard couch until the first gleams of dawn, without having once obtained a moment's repose. That face he had gazed upon, those eyes whose shy glances he had perceived, that vision of the alabaster neck, the shadowed outline of the graceful form, all these formed salient points in the memory of that harmonious array of beauteous charms as seen by the fitful light of the candle and served to fatally plunge him into that abyss sown with torments called a passion the first rays of dawn stole into the chamber of the guests and the silence of the hour was only disturbed by the still restless movements of serino on his hard couch by the crow of the cock and by the heavy breathing of Meyer, echoing and keeping time to the resonant snoring of the garrulous Josepino. End of chapter 9